0: what's going on gamers welcome back to the graveyard i'm the graveyard gamer thank you for joining me for this episode of graveyard discussions now today's graveyard discussions i want to talk about the genre of gaming that we used to get a ton of that we don't get anymore and that is the movie tie-in games now over the past couple of weeks i went back i replayed x-men origins wolverine the movie game on ps3 you can check out my review right here on anchor and honestly playing through that i was like man I miss these kind of games. They were fun. You got to go to a movie. You got to experience it when you came back home and played. Something me and Hulking Yoda, my good friend over at Lost at Sea Gaming, a podcast right here on Anchor, we've talked about many times. You go to a movie, you enjoy it, you love it, and then as a gamer, you just want to come home and be involved in it, like be part of that world. And The best way we can is through the digital means of video gaming. Now, I've actually talked about movie games for a while. I talked about Last year on this podcast, I had a whole episode dedicated to what are some movies that would make some cool games, but I want to kind of get to the root of it. Why don't we see these games anymore? Well, the truth of the matter is, if you go back to the Super Nintendo days, the early PlayStation games, maybe even Nintendo 64, we did see a lot of them, and for the most part, they were okay. Now, I'm going to be real with you, especially those Super Nintendo Genesis era, it was kind of hard to make a really bad game. Why? Because as long as it was somewhat challenging and fun and it looked something like the game, back then, the gameplay was all kind of side-scrolling, kind of basic gist of what you did on all of them. I mean, I remember the Terminator Robocop game was absolutely mind-blowing, and you look back now and all it was, depending on what character you were, you were just running and shooting. But it was just adding a little bit of challenge would make make it really fun. And you were living that role, right? You were Terminator, you were Robocop, you were Aladdin, you were the Lion King. You were any of those things. What would make a bad one was something like the Home Improvement. That's right, that show with Tim Allen in the 90s, as popular as that was, it had its own video game tie-in, and you were in a world where tools were going crazy. It was weird, and that made it suck, right? But as long as it was somewhat in line with what you would expect from the show or movie, it was cool. Now, flash forward to the PlayStation 1 era, the Nintendo 64 era, and we started expecting a little bit more out of gameplay, but still, for the most part, we were getting some decent licensed games, some games that we were kind of enjoying, having fun with, enough to just kind of sit back and, you know, enjoy being in that world. Of course, when we get to the PlayStation 2 era and the Xbox era, the one that's going to pop in everybody's mind is Spider-Man 2. That was an awesome movie. You came home, you had an awesome Spider-Man game, you were swinging around New York City, you felt like Spider-Man, it was really good stuff. But, after that, we started seeing a bigger trend. See, these games were easy to make, they could make them in a relatively short amount of time, for somewhat cheap, if you will, and they could mass produce them because people were going to go out and buy them. However, once the end of that generation came in, and especially around the PS3, the 360 generation, things changed. Because, see, at that point, gamers have start to realize that, yeah, these kind of were just cheap games. And, yeah, they're not really holding up to it. And they're just thrown out at us. I'm going to throw one out there that I know Hulk and Yoda and I kind of disagree on. And that was Superman Returns on the Xbox 360. I got to be honest with you. I played the game in the first, I don't know, couple hours. I really thought it was really kind of cool. It was fun. You were Superman. But the more I played, the more I was like, oh, my word, this is just repetitive stuff. Like, this is not that great. More and more games started being like that. And then we get more and more movie tie-in games to the point that they were almost flooding the market. And the problem is they weren't doing anything good with the licenses. It was enough to get younger kids to play it. But the thing is, as the 360 generation came out, gamers like myself, like Oak and Yoda, we were now in our mid-20s. By the end of that generation, we were closer to the end of our 20s, maybe even in our 30s. And we kind of knew that, no, you know what, if it's based on a movie, it's probably going to be kind of whack. It's going to be trash. It's not worth our time. We wouldn't buy them for our kids. We wouldn't buy them for ourselves. And there goes the decline in those types of games. Now, I will say, we started seeing some cool things over the years. One of the first ones that really stick out in my mind is Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay. Because that game came out with the Riddick movie back in 2004. However, it wasn't tied to the movie, so they could tell their own story. And that game was actually really good. The game benefited because of it. We've seen things like X-Men Origins Wolverine, which again, extremely well built. I kind of say in the review, and I kind of think this, that maybe just maybe Raven was kind of hoping to be able to run with that license in a different way based on the way they bookended that game itself. And they told a little bit more than just the movie. And we're trying to tie it into something more comic book if you will. That was kind of cool. We started seeing things like this. the Kind of like, hey, this isn't based on the movie. This is based on the time built up to it. Rockstar had the Warriors. I did that review. And even though it was a cult classic movie, they were able to spend a good bit of that game just kind of exploring what happened up to the events of the movie. So we started seeing developers do things, but it might have been a little too late and a little too little, if I'm being honest with you. But here we are now. We're starting to see even more happening. Those kind of things I talked about with Escape from Butcher Bay, Chronicles of Riddick, we're starting to see something like that. Ubisoft is working on an Avatar game for the upcoming James Cameron movies. However, they're not going to be a direct movie tie-in. It's actually called Frontiers of Pandora, and it's a first-person game. You're on Pandora. Don't really know too much about it other than it's not necessarily tied into the movie. This could be great. Again, it's not necessarily that I want to go see Avengers and then I want to play the step-by-step parts of the movie. No, it's kind of cool to get in there and just be in that world. The trick is it's got to feel like part of that. Like I can't play an Avengers game and have things that wouldn't happen in the movies happen in the game. That always throws me off. Always. I can't stand that. Like Amazing Spider-Man on the PS3. I remember being so disappointed because you had these giant robots coming through destroying the city. It's like, yo, that would never happen in the movie universe. Like, I get this is a game, but it's supposed to be tying into that. So as long as they stay in that realm, I think there's some really cool things they could do. I want to be able to connect with the movies as a gamer the way that we used to, but I just want that genre of gaming to be brought up to date. I understand that you can't sit there and plan a movie out for years in advance to give the games time to be right there with you. But I do think, for example, when Marvel decides to make an X-Men movie, this would be a great time to have a video game. You could really kind of build up like, okay, Marvel could kind of give an idea of what's going to happen in the script and say, this is what we're doing. This would allow the development team, whoever it may be, let's just say it's Insomniac, right? They're all into the Marvel characters right now. This would allow Insomniac to say, okay, these are the five characters that are going to be focused in the movie. How can we make a backstory in video game form to show them getting their powers, to escaping some evil person, to whatever it may be, whatever struggles they are, to build up to it so that when they go and see this movie, they've got kind of a buildup of what Marvel may or may not accept as canon at some point. Marvel could work with them on that story, but you get to actually play it and enjoy it. Just imagine playing through a game that has you playing a Cyclops, and you're learning your powers, and you're going on this adventure, and then you go see the movie and you're like, yo, I actually get Cyclops now. I'm down with Cyclops, because most of the time Cyclops is that character that is awesome, but people don't get into them. So this could really enhance the games out. I don't know. There's just a lot that I'd like to see there. And sometimes, you know what? Hey, even if it is a short game, even if it is just something to tie in and be like, hey, look, here's the new John Wick movie. We've got a fun John Wick game where you get to go around and blast stuff and have some cool kung fu fighting type maneuvers and whatnot. Hey, if it's like five or 10 hours, but it's extremely well made, then why not? They don't have to be these epic, massive you know, 20, 30-hour games, just something to allow us to connect more with that universe. The problem is, like I said, I think right now a lot of gamers look back at the 360 era and they go, man, those movie-based high-end games sucked, and they came out all the time, and they weren't fun. I get it. I do. But I think it's time that developers could look at these movies that are super popular and realize, hey, We could do something with that. I mean, I've mentioned it multiple times at this point, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe is ripe for a bunch of awesome games, which, by the way, they actually did have some movie-based tie-in games. They had the Iron Man games, which weren't that great. They had the Captain America, which was pretty decent. And then they had Thor in 2011, which is the only game to this point in our friendship almost 20 years later that I have ever heard Hulking Yoda Call a game an embarrassment to gaming. That's how bad that was. And again, that goes to the idea of why we stopped seeing these games. People lost faith. Developers, you guys have an opportunity to restore that faith and to give us something awesome. And movie studios, you have an ability to push your games out in different areas to grow that franchise you're trying to grow. Because I'm telling you, man, if you do it the right way, people that play the game and like it are going to want to see the movie. People that go and see the movie and like it are going to want to play the game, so you have a great opportunity to make a lot of money. You just have to make it make sense. You just have to make it play right, and you just have to make it fun overall. With that being said, gamers, I'd love to know your thoughts on movie-based games. What's some of your favorite ones? What's some of your worst ones? Is the worst one still Thor? Do you agree with Hulk and Yoda? I'd love to know. Let me know. The Graveyard The Graveyard Gamer on Instagram, or The Graveyard G on Twitter. Till next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard.